of my least favorite things about working, or not, also working at McDonald's. I meant go to Hardy. Sometimes I get those confused. <laughs> We're off on a good start here. One of my least favorite things about going to Harding, which I love, everything about going to Harding, I love, you miss Chapel. Chapel's fantastic. Every day, going and singing uh, praises to God uh, for with with over a thousand people is, is amazing. It's one of those things that you kind of, you get used to, and you think, oh, I'm doing this again, and you got to go to Chapel at nine, I guess i got to wake up like an adult, and, but it, you, you leave and you miss it. One thing I do not miss is people bombarding me with questions about my spiritual life. All the time, students, these students who are real, they were very, they, they, you could tell they were spiritual because they whispered a lot. <laughs> and you, hey, how are you? How's your, How's your walk on McDonald's? How's your spiritual life? <laughs> this is uncomfortable. And you, and in those situations, you always want to be like, it's good. How's your digestive system? <laughs> now that we're getting personal. But in the end, that is a problem with all of this because you don't, now hear me out, you don't have a spiritual life. You have a spiritual part of your life. You have one life. One life is affected by your, your health, your physical side, your emotional side, emotional health. It's affected by your intelligence. It's affected by your social side, your spiritual side. You are a combination, of, a singular combination of a bunch of different things. And so what happens a lot of times is we'll say, well, I just got to get my spiritual life right. Got to get my spiritual life right. Well, and also, you need to get your physical and social self right. Your emotional self is struggling quite a bit. But the parts of you that are neglected will drag the rest of you down. So a lot of times when we get really sick, it's hard to... Um, and it, it's hard to let the, our social side or our, our, our emotional side, those come down with us. So we are one person connected by a lot of different things. And we can wrestle with letting one slide. Well, I'll just, I'll just set that off there. The, like my, my relationship with God, we'll just set that aside. Well, that will affect everything else. The way you treat yourself, all parts of yourself, is important and impactful for the whole of that one singular life you have. Now Christians, on top of that, have something else going on, and that something else can help us live out a whole life. Where I, I'm an emotional, I, I'm emotionally healthy, I'm spiritually healthy, I'm physically healthy, although we'll let that slide pop up. Uh, <laughs> churches don't necessarily inspire physical health on a regular basis. Try it, go get one dessert. Don't eat it, just set it, a small one piece of dessert on your plate and walk around with it. 
count how many people go, that's all you're going to get. But anyway, have a good potluck. Uh, so, but we have all, all these elements of us affect us, and we are, as, our, as citizens of this earth, we are affected by all these different avenues. Paul adds a second layer that should inform the first. Listen to something he says in Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to tell you, Rachel's not here, so I'm going to tell you what she said this morning. Because <laughs> she's, been, she's been doing KFC with uh, Carol Ann. And she, we started this series at the beginning of this month, and she's been back there. She hadn't heard a single Philippians sermon. And she said, are you still in Philippians? I said, I'm not even out of Philippians 1 yet. And she goes, oh, they're going to get tired of that. <laughs> she was just joking, is what she said. <laughs> Philippians 1. He says, yes, I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provisions of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. So, real quick refresher, Paul's in prison here, and he's writing the Philippian church, telling about his situation. He says, I'm in prison, and I will rejoice. Yes, I'll rejoice, because I know that God will deliver me. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will be will have sufficient courage. Will have sufficient courage. Yeah, was I right? I went back. You're good now. Okay, I'm good now. Thank you. Just yell "good" every time I change it on the right. Okay. Don't do that. He said, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. So Paul says, I know I'll get out of here. And we say, Paul, how can you know that? He says, because I'm either going to get out or I'm going to die. I'm either going to survive and walk out the door, or I'm going to die and go home. See, what informed most of Paul's decisions was not that everything in this life was going to go okay, that I, that my physical health is going to be fine, or my emotional health is going to be fine. But I am, go, I am a dual citizen. I am a citizen of the earth that this God created, that this earth that God sent His Son, the people uh, God sent His Son to redeem. And I am a citizen of heaven. Well, the way that means is not like my, my body really belongs in heaven. What that means is my, the way I think and live and act are ruled by that kingdom, not this kingdom. So Paul was imprisoned by his earthly citizenship, but knows that whether he is he is alive when he walks out that door, or whether he's dead when they carry him out, he will have walked out because he will have been delivered because he is a citizen of both places. So he says, whether I am alive or dead, Christ will be exalted in my body. In verse twenty-one. For to me, to live is Christ, 
and to die is gain. If I'm going, if I am to go on living in the body that will mean fruitful labor for me, yes, what shall I choose? I do not know. <laughs> okay, now, at first when Paul says, I can either live or die, and I'll be fine. We all say, right on, Paul, we're with you. And then he says, I don't know which way I'd rather do. There's an old song that says, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to go right now. Except Paul. Because he goes, he says, I don't, I don't know which one I'm going to choose. Not that he gets a choice. He says, Oh, you people. It's your fault. Sometimes I teach middle school students and it feels like that now. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me, yet what shall I choose? I do not know. And he goes on, I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Okay, Paul, well, I don't know if you really hear yourself, but you're saying you'd rather die than come see us. No. Paul is saying, I have two places where I where I live. I have dual citizenship. I, I am ruled by the kingdom of God. And my life here is affected by my citizenship in the kingdom. Now one thing we often wrestle with, not like Paul seems to not have a problem with this, but we do. We think our earthly life is constantly affecting, either positively or negatively, our heavenly citizenship. We think that, well, sometimes I'm good and sometimes I'm bad and sometimes I do the right thing and sometimes I do the wrong thing and I, sometimes I'm God and sometimes I'm not. I'm, I, I, I'm back and forth. And we'll, we'll, at, at the end of the day, we'll say, oh, today was not a good day. I was not nice. And we'll feel this sense of guilt and shame and those can come in handy at times, guilt particularly. But it does not mean that your citizenship has changed. God has redeemed you and labeled you something else. When you are committed to Jesus, whenever Jesus uh, has, has labeled you as his own, you are Jesus's. Those of us who are in our 60s will tell you that, <laughs> that we have lived a life where back, way back in our 30s, we, we weren't as good as we are now, or we weren't as mature as we are now, or we weren't as consistent as we are now. As you grow older, you become more consistent, and hopefully, you, you mature and then your walk of faith, that your life with Jesus actually will improve from that point to that point. Well, at what point is it good enough? It was good enough at the very beginning when you said, I'm, I'm yours, God. I'm yours. 
Not I'm good, not I'm perfect, not I've got it all right, I'm thinking correctly, I've figured it all out. But when you say, I believe Jesus came out of the grave, so I will follow him. You belong to God. You are his. God's ultimate goal for his creation. He spoke at the beginning of Exodus. Very, before he even gives a single, at uh, the beginning of Exodus 20, before he even quotes a single command, he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of me. I am Lord. He over and over again says in, in the Old Testament, I will be their God and they will be my people. We will be citizens of heaven and our citizenship of heaven, the label that God has put on us. He has brought us in and made us citizens right at the very beginning. And as you grow your whole life, you become more mature, you become better. It doesn't mean you're more of a Christian, it just means you've been one longer. You've grown up. But our citizenship in heaven should affect our earthly life. That's what we see in Paul. Paul here is saying, I am such a citizen of heaven that death has no sting, no hold, no bearing on me. I will walk out of this prison and I will be delivered. And he says, I don't, in the end, I'm not even sure which one actually. I love, I love his sort of waffling back and forth. Because it's not an easy thing to say that you'd rather die. You know, I don't know, I don't know what I would choose. I would, if, if, if I live, I, I'll bear fruitful work. But if I die, then I'll be with I'm torn between the two. But it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress, all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. So here's how it works. It's actually pretty simple if you think about it in dual citizenship. I am a citizen. My life is affected by my citizenship of the kingdom of God. That, that is the most important role in my life. I have been labeled a follower of Jesus. I have been labeled a worshiper of God. And my new life now is affected by that. Uh, my new life affects my old. My new citizenship affects my old citizenship. And so, while you're walking around in, on this earth, what you're doing is not trying to go to heaven. 
What you're doing is letting the world around you experience the heaven that you bring to the room. You are the kingdom. We are the kingdom of God in this broken place. So we have a dual citizens meeting every Sunday. For those of us who are governed by the king, the true king, come together from all sorts of walks in this earthly realm. We are the kingdom of God, worshiping God. I think potluck's actually one of the best things we do. It is. You know, number one, because of, uh, at home, I can't get roast beef with a side of chicken. I just can't. <laughs> that, like, that won't happen. But here it's just like, well, I've got three spots for three meats. Let's do it. <laughs> Beans or meatballs? Meatballs! Let's get some tea. But one of the greatest things about Pollock is that we all sit around these tables and eat together. People from all walks of life. Different backgrounds, different races, different politics, different... But don't bring that up. But they're... <laughs> we all sit around the table because we're united under this, this one head that is Jesus. And that citizenship should affect us here. And so when we happen upon... People in the world, when we just come up, when we interact with other stories and other human beings, what we're doing is showing them this is how the kingdom of God has affected my earthly citizenship. <coughs> this is how I will now treat those around me because of how he has treated me. So you can't separate, say, I, well, yes, I love God. Um, but I have a hard time loving people. No. Loving people is how you love God. Showing other people how God has treated you, treating other people how God has treated you, is you saying, I am in two places at once, and my heavenly citizenship will affect my earthly citizenship. For Paul, this was an extreme example because his heavenly citizenship affected his earthly citizenship where they threw him in jail and pointed at the, the chopping block where they were to take an axe to his head or sword, whatever you want. They pointed at that and said, that's for you. And he said, either way, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, aren't you afraid? Nah. I'm walking out. You're not walking out. I'm walking out. Whether you kill me or not, I'm leaving. So Paul, for Paul, it instilled in him the sense of, I am not afraid of what you can do. Disconnect my head from my body. I'm good to go. For us, it should alleviate these fears of awkward situations. And well, my friends, sometimes it's hard to change because you don't want your friends to have to deal with it. Let your heavenly citizenship affect your earthly 
living quarters, your family, your, your home, your workplace, let it come in. We say this a lot, but can you imagine what it would be like if all heaven break, broke loose? Be amazing in your workplace, in your family. Change things. Your earthly citizenship does not have all that much effect on your heavenly citizenship. Where you were born and stuff like that. Jesus takes all who come. All who come and confess his name before others. All who come and share in his death and burial and resurrection and baptism. All who come, we do not turn away. But once you are affected, let your dual citizenship affect the world around us. Let all heaven break. In your life and let it spill over into the lives of others. So two things. Does your heavenly citizenship not necessarily affect your earthly citizenship? Maybe you're kind of nervous about that. I think that's not the way to live. You don't think that's going to hold up going forward. We want to pray with you. We want to walk alongside you. We want to stay in touch with you. And as your church, we want to grow together in our walk of faith. But if you have never registered for dual citizenship, all it takes is coming Proclaiming that Jesus is King, that He is the Son of God, and that you want to follow Him. We, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and you will leave a new person, leading a new life, a life that is affected by your new citizenship as a follower of the King kingdom of God. Please come forward. Oh,